Hi there, this is Ella Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, September 23rd, 2023. This Key Races and Bets podcast is brought to you by Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com, a great legal online wagering website. Amwager.com has some great betting tools and perks and is legal for residents of most states in the U.S. and covers most tracks in North America as well as many around the world. Check it out, Amwager.com. You can also get the written version of this podcast, which is the Key Races and Bets blog, totally free at Amwager.com by clicking on How to Bet and Ella Star's blog. It's a big day of racing at Parks Racetrack in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, featuring the $1 million Cotillion and Pennsylvania Derby. So we're going to use those races as part of three great races today on the podcast, starting with the Gallant Bob Stakes, Race 11 at Parks, with a post of 435 Eastern. So Nautical Star looks like the horse to beat in this race, in which the morning line favorite Rivet at 5-2 to two is vulnerable. Having finished 5th of 5 and 5th of 10 in his last two races with no excuse, potentially not getting the lead he needs to win here, with wire-to-wire wins in three straight before those last two losses. Because there are others drawn inside of Rivet in the gate with the same running style. On the other hand, Nautical Star has won his last two sprints and is one-for-one sprinting since joining the Safi Joseph born in April. He came back from four and a half months off last month and won easily at seven furlongs on a sloppy main track Gulfstream. And with rain very likely at parks, he will once again love the surface. He improved a career-best 94 Echo Bay Speed figure where he measured time and compare horses running at different tracks with that win. And that's the fastest last race in the field. Plus, Nautical Star is likely to improve upon this at last effort, second off the layoff. Another big factor in favor of him is Iran Ortiz Jr. rides for the first time. And when Ortiz Jr. and Joseph have teamed up in the past 20 months going back to January 1st, 2022, They've won 26% of 84 races. That's a pretty good win percentage. Among the rest, 90% Maddie, Damon's Mound, and Sir Lancelot may also be contenders. And there's a question as to whether or not it's worth to consider rivet for some wages we make involving this race. Sir Lancelot has had the lead in the first quarter mile in five of six races, winning three. Rivet's won three in a row, leading from the start to finish in April and May. Both horses wear blinkers. Sir Lancelot gets an inside draw of Rivet, but I suspect, and I'm hoping, that these two hook up and go fast early as both are capable of running about 44 and change a half mile. Either or both could stick around for a piece of the exacta and, make note, if either Sir Lancelot or Rivet does not run, the other could get an easy lead and perhaps not stop. 90% Maddie cuts back to one turn after six straight two-turn races and won three of five sprints before stretching out may get a very good stocking trip behind the doing leaders, possibly posting the upset at 10-1. to 1. So it deserves a look to at least compete, uh, completely exacta. Damon's Mound has had lost six in a row before winning four weeks ago, the difference being perhaps Junior Alvarado riding or getting Lasix or something else. He has to run without Lasix today, but won the first two starts of his career without Lasix. And although the 90 figure earned last out isn't going to beat Nautical Star, particularly if that one improves second off the layoff, if Damon's Mound, Damon's Mound is another contender for exotic wagers. Because there's a lot of uncertainty here, I'm going to skip exactness and go for win bets, doubles, and pick threes. I think there's a lot of value here. So for win bets, I only want to bet Nautical Star to win a 2-1 to one or more. 
And then we're going to play three separate sets of doubles and pick threes. I'm going to list the pick threes. Um, in each one, we're going to take one horse in one leg and then the other contenders in the others and play the same thing as doubles. Because I think if we get Nautical Star Home or my top pick, Ceiling Crusher, the next, we're going to have some really good value. So the first play is Race 11, Nautical Star. Race 12, Ceiling Crusher, Pretty Mischievous, and Occult. That would be for the double. And then pick three, Saudi Crown, Magic Tap, and Scotland in race 13. The second bet's going to be in race 11, 90% Maddie, Damon's Mound, Nautical Star, Sir Lancelot, and Rivet. In race 12, Ceiling Crusher. And in race 13, Saudi Crown, Magic Tap, and Scotland. And again, the first two legs of the double, all three of the pick three. In the third tick set of tickets, we're going to use 90% Maddie, Damon's Mound, Nautical Star, Sir Lancelot, and Rivet in race 11. Then Ceiling Crusher, Pretty Mischievous, and Occult in race 12. And Saudi Crown in race 13. Now that can be played as a pick three only or as a double if you want. Moving on to race 12, this is the Cotillion Stakes. Post time 5.20 Eastern on Saturday, the 23rd of September. Ceiling Crusher ships in from California for Doug O'Neill off a devastating wire-to-wire win at a mile around two turns by six lengths in the grade three Tory Pine Stakes. In her only other two-turn race at the same mile and 16th distance of the Cotillion, which was in the Malaire Stakes in May, Ceiling Crusher cruised to a 17-length win. Those fir- the first of those two earned a 98 Equibase figure and the most recent a 104, which towers over the field. She opens at 5-1 to one while pretty, pretty mischievous at 2-1 to one, has won three great one stakes in a row all by a neck or less, but her figures are 96, 94, and 90, and that's about 94 to 104 is about four lengths different. Considering Sealy Crusher has a tactical speed advantage, she'll have the lead in the rail from the start drawn inside the others, and considering she already ran faster than favorite Pretty Mischievous, or any of the other contestants' entrance in this race, I think Sealy Crusher presents an exceptional betting value here as the one to catch. A cult is another with a shot to run. I wouldn't hesitate betting her to win. She could run a career-best race, potentially beat Ceiling Crusher if that one can't go all the way in front. She has improving figures of 81, 87, and 99. Makes her third start off a layoff. She also appears to have more probability to win than Pretty Mischievous. She's already run faster. After Pretty Mischievous beat her, though, in the Acorn 3-back, a one-turn mile race, Occult won the Mammoth Oaks at two turns by 10 lengths. Irad Hughes Jr. rides again for Chad Brown and 6-1. to one, And, you know, we got the number one jockey in North America on uh Five to one shots in the eleventh and six to one shots here, so that's really interesting. Pretty mischievous isn't a false favorite because she's won seven and nine compared to five to six for Ceiling Crusher and three for six for Occult, including Gutty Rallies in the last three. Perhaps she is a bit slower in terms of speed figures, but she could make up for that in mental toughness as she has and can be real as a contender in this race, remembering that she offers a lot less value for win bets. So in the Cotillion Stakes, race 12 at Parks, post 520 Eastern on Saturday, September 23rd. I'm going to bet Ceiling Crusher at 9-5 to five or more. And I also want to consider Occult at 2-1 to one or more. And in a race like this, where the favorite may be suspect at low odds, and you get value, there's a great way to take advantage of the mathematical edge provided by what's called a dutching tool, which prorates your wagers for the best value based on the odds. And there's a free dutching tool at Amorger.com that I use a lot, where you can set the amount you want to bet and the math is done for you to achieve a nice edge. This is just one of many ter- ter- perks and tools at Amwager.com. For the exact, I want a box, ceiling crusher, occult, and pretty mischievous. And then even though we may be alive in the pick threes, we can play doubles, two doubles here. The first double in race 12 is ceiling crusher. In race 13, it's Saudi crown, magic tap, and Scotland. 
And the second double in race 12 is going to be Seedling Crusher, Pretty Mischievous, and Occult. And in race 13, Saudi Crown. Moving on to the feature of the day, race 13, 610 Eastern, the Pennsylvania Derby. Saudi Crown has yet to win in a stakes race in the three-year-old division this year, but not for lack of trying or lack of ability. When stretched out to a mile for his third career start in the Dwyer Stakes in June, he ran very well, earning a 107 figure, battling Gamey the entire length of this stretch head-in-head with eventual winner Fort Bragg, coming up just a nose shy. Then stretched out to two turns for the first time in the Jim Danny Stakes four weeks later, he was once again exceptionally game because after leading from the start, he battled down to the wire and was just beaten in a head bob by Forte. That effort, at the distance of the Pennsylvania Derby, earned an improved 109 figure, which is the best figure in the field by any horse. With a good inside post for the Pennsylvania Derby, which should allow Florent Giroux the ability to secure the lead in the rail from the start, Saudi Crown could take another step forward, although there may be competition in the final yards, this time he could prevail to win. That being said, Scotland has also run the best race career at the mile and eight distance of the Pennsylvania Derby. That came in the Colonel Stakes in July at Saratoga, where after leaving for the start, he got engaged by Il Miracolo, who's running today, who drew even with Scotland for a half mile as they battled head and head. But Scotland would not give the lead away, eventually asserting and drawing off by three lengths, actually almost four lengths, earning a 107 figure. A few weeks later, Scotland was flattered when Curlin winner Il Miracolo won the Smarty Jones Stakes in easy fashion. In his next start on August 26, traveling a mile and a quarter over a muddy track, Scotland faded to six after leading for the first mile. But now he's back at the distance of his last win in the Curlin, and he showed he's not just need the lead type as he rallied from seventh to win one race before the Curlin, so he could rebound and be right behind Saudi Crown in this race and run well enough to win. Magic Tap was an impressive and as fast when winning at the distance in the, of the Pennsylvania Derby last month at Saratoga, as either Saudi Crown was in the Jim Dandy or Scotland was in the Curlin. Although only an allowance race, Magic Tap continued his paradigm improvement from a 93 Echo Bay Speed figure three races back to 98 two back to 110 in that victory on August 11th. So that's really, that actually is faster than Saudi Crown ran in his last race. In that race, Magic Tap was close to the pace in early and second from the start, about a half length from the leader, and the leader got away for two and a half lengths with eighth mile to go, but, sat, but Magic Tap closed mercilessly in the final yards to get up by a neck. Now about the favorite here, which makes this race really playable, the favorite's going to be Reincarnate. And there's a number of factors, which in my opinion suggest his probability to win is less than suggested by the odds. First, he's overbet because he's trained by Bob Baffert. Second, he gets an outside post that's nearly full field. Combined with the running style, which suggests he needs to lead from the start to win, given all three of his wins have been earned that way. His outside post means Juan Hernandez has to use a lot of his speed to get good position for the first turn and avoid getting wide and losing ground. But that's a lot to ask because Saudi Crown's going to have a much better post and going to have the lead. With Magic Tap and Scotland also both possessing tactical speed, Reincarnate may be, go too fast earlier before wide and not get a good position into the first turn. Additionally, Reincarnate's best two races when winning the Sham Stakes in January and the Los Alamitas Derby last month earned 103 and 101 figures. Those just aren't as fast as the 109 figure Saudi Crown earned in his most recent race, the 110 Magic Tap earned in his most recent race, and the 107 Scotland earned in the Curlin. So I think we can completely toss out Reincarnate. In the Pennsylvania Derby, race 13 at Parks Post 610 Eastern, I'm going to look for Saudi Crown for a win bet at 9-5 or more, and then I'm going to look for the better odds on Scotland and Magic Tap at 5-2 or more, and I have no problem betting both, betting 
two horses in this race because Reincarnate, I think, will be a vulnerable favorite. I have no problem betting Saudi Crown and then either Scotland or Magic Tap using the Dutchie Tool at Amwager to make some money. And for the Exacta, I'm just going to box Saudi Crown, Scotland, and Magic Tap. Don't forget, if you want the written version of this Key Races and Bets podcast, that's just the Key Races and Bets blog, and it's totally free at amwager.com by clicking on How to Bet in All-Stars blog. I want to thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.